Praise God. Hallelujah. God bless you this morning. I'm Pastor Tuck, and welcome to the Word at My Church. If this is your first time joining us, we want you to know you're in exactly the right place. You're exactly where God wants you to be, and I want to encourage you to share this broadcast with at least three people, because as believers, we have a mandate to spread the gospel of Christ all over the world. We are a teaching ministry with a mission to help people get better by teaching them how the word works. So go ahead and get your Bibles, your notebook, your pen, your highlighter, and let's get ready to dig into God's word. But before we do, let's begin with our Bible confession. So go ahead and grab your Bibles in your hand and repeat after me. This is my Bible. I believe every word. I am who it says I am. I can have what it says I can have. I can do what it says I can do. By hearing its word and applying it by faith, it'll change my life. So I declare right now, from this day forward, that my life will never, ever, ever be the same again. And neither shall the life of anyone with whom I share this word. So I declare I'm going to share this word with someone so that their life may be changed forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let us bow our heads in prayer. Precious God, Lord, we thank you today. Father, we thank you for the moments of preaching. Father, we thank you, Lord. Father God, for every opportunity. Father God, Lord, to stand before your people. Father, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for these platforms. Father God, Lord, that you have given us. Father God, stewardship over. Father God, Lord, to speak into the lives of your children. Father God, Lord, we thank you. Father God, Lord, that you, Lord, have blessed them. Father God, Lord, that you have given us a mandate, Lord, to spread the gospel of Christ all over the world. And so, Father God, Lord, we declare multiplication and increase, Lord, in our reach. Father God, as you are expanding our territories. And so, Father God, we thank you, Lord. Father God, Lord, that Lives are being touched. Lives are being changed. Father God, as your gospel is being declared. And so, Father God, I ask you to move me aside. Take my place. Speak for me. Speak through me. Father God, Lord, that others' lives will be changed. Father God, Lord, because of the revelation, Lord, you shared through me. Father, I thank you, Lord. Father God, Lord, that there is none of me but all of you. Father, Lord, that you would speak from heaven. Father God, download us directly. Fresh revelation. Father God, Lord, and Lord, we declare, Lord, that we are sitting, Lord, ready and willing to receive. Father God, prepare our hearts, our minds. Father God, Lord, make our ears attentive. Lord, our eyes alert. Father God, Lord, that we would receive all that you prepared. Father God, because we know your word declares anytime we can see, hear, and understand, Lord, we can be converted. Father God, we can be healed and restored. Lord, we can be changed into that which we see, hear, and understand. So we thank you, Lord. Father God, for revelation today. Father, we thank you. We bind every contrary spirit, every demonic force. Father God, anything that would attempt, Lord, to come between us and receiving your word. We bind every technical demon. Father God, we declare, Lord, a spirit of efficiency, Lord, expediency. Father God, as your word goes forth, Father God, Lord, that lives are touched, Father God, like never before, and we declare it now in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Praise God. God bless you this morning. I'm so excited about this word, this opportunity to declare this word to you. And before I even get started, I'm so excited about what God is doing in the kingdom. And if you're watching us right now on the My Church channel, you, you may be watching on your Roku, your Fire Stick, your Apple TV. You've been telling all your friends about it. You may be watching on your, on your uh, Apple or your Android phone. But We've got a brand new announcement that we're going to make right here, right now, before we even get into this word. God is truly expanding our territory because now we are available on Google TV and Android TV. So if you know somebody who's got a smart TV and you were telling them about it, they were like, oh man, I don't have a, a Roku, but I've got a Google TV. And you were like, oh no, they're not on Google TV. Well, yes, now we are. So you can text them right now. You can send them a message, let them know, hey, you can get the My Church channel on Google TV so that now they can catch the My Church word, uh, the word at my church right on their Google TV platform. And so we're so excited about this opportunity to touch even more lives in the body of Christ. Now, if you've been with us, you know that this is the year that God wants to restore the church to a place of greater influence and impact. And for the past few months, we've been talking about the process of restoration. We've been dealing with all the things that are necessary in order to experience what God desires for us. Because when he speaks of restoration, he's referring to the original state of his will for us prior to the fall, which was perfect. So we've been talking about the foundational principles of the church. 
because I told you that it is essential to the restorative or restoration process that we have a firm foundation. Because if our foundation is not stable, any attempt to build will be unsuccessful. So for the past few weeks, we've been dealing with the principles of kingdom identity and kingdom authority, who God says we are and what he says we can do. As a matter of fact, open your Bibles with me once again to Matthew chapter 16. Matthew chapter 16. And we're going to go back to our foundational scripture that we've been teaching in this series. Matthew chapter 16, beginning at verse 13. And here it reads, when Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples saying, whom do men say that I, the son of man am? And they said, some say thou art John the Baptist, some Elias and others, Jeremiah, so one of the uh, prophets. He saith unto them, but whom say ye that I am? And you might want to underline that in your Bible because that's very important. And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Here we see that the church was established on the revelation of Jesus's identity as the son of the living God. And the reason why that is so significant is because as sons, we have the characteristics of the father. So the church was built upon the foundational principle that Jesus is who God is. And I told you, in order to be restored to the place of greater influence and impact that God intended, we must grasp the fact that we are who he is. Oh, he, he said, upon this rock, the revelation that I, as the son of the living God, have the same characteristics of my father, I will build my church. I tell you that word church means the uh, ecclesia, those who are called out, God's cabinet, God's governmenting, governmental agency in the earth. He says, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So once we grasp this concept, there's nothing the enemy can do to stop us from going in and taking over. See, because contrary to popular belief, the gates of hell are not for locking us up. They are the enemy's defense mechanism. Oh, let me help you see it. See, anytime the Bible talks about fortified cities, if you recall when the Bible talks about the walls of Jericho falling, uh, uh, those fortified cities, the purpose of those high walls and gates were to protect them from attack. And these gates are what the enemy has put in place trying to secure the territory that he has taken. But his defenseless are useless against the church's influence and impact. Oh, watch this. He, he said the very foundation, the bedrock principle that the church is built upon is the fact that we are who he is. Because as sons of the living God, we have the same characteristics of our father. As a matter of fact, the Bible says, as Jesus is, so are we in this world. He goes on to say, and I will give you the keys to the kingdom. In other words, I'm going to show you how all of this works. I'm going to give you the operating principles of the king's domain. He says, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed on heaven. And on last time, we talked about how to operate in delegated authority. 
Because once we truly understand our kingdom identity, we have the ability to determine what is lawful and unlawful in the earth. We have the ability to dictate what's right, what's wrong, what, what takes place. I don't mean we, we get to change what God says is right and wrong, but we get to determine what goes down. Because he gave us the authority here. As a matter of fact, he tells us in the book of Job, thou shalt decree a thing and it shall be established unto thee. See, a decree is an official command issued by a legal governmental authority that cannot be denied. A formal authoritative order having the force of law, a legal or judicial decision. It means to command, ordain, decide, or determine. And as the church, the ecclesia, God's governing agency in the earth, we've been given the authority to do so. And this morning, I want us to take a closer look at this principle of delegated authority. Because if we're going to utilize the influence and impact that God has given us, we must truly understand how to operate in it. Uh, what do you mean, Pastor? Go over to Psalm 81. Psalm 81. Psalm 81. And when you get there, look at verse 10. Here it reads, I am your only God, the living God. Wasn't I the one who broke the strongholds over you and raised you up out of bondage? Open your mouth with a mighty decree. I will fulfill it now. You'll see. The words that you speak, so shall it be. Now I'm reading that from the, the Passion Translation. Here God reminds us that we have been given the ability to wield the very power and resources of heaven with our words. But in order to do so, we must open our mouths. As a matter of fact, he tells us through the prophet Jeremiah, behold, I have put my words in your mouth and I have appointed you to the oversight of nations and of the kingdoms to root out, to pull down, to destroy, to overthrow, to build and to plant. Somebody type in the comments, God expects us to walk in our delegated authority. Oh, I need you to get, get that in your spirit. God expects us to walk in our delegated authority. See, he said, I have appointed you to the oversight of nations and kingdoms to root out, to pull down, to destroy and overthrow. God said, if you see something that's going wrong in the earth, you see something that's unrighteous. If you see something that's unjust, he said, I have given you oversight. He said to root it out to pull it down, to destroy and to overthrow, and then to build and to plant. How? He said, because I've put my words in your mouth. And that's why he tells us, open your mouth with a mighty decree. He says, speak with authority. He says, and I will fulfill it. You'll see the word that you speak, so shall it be. As a matter of fact, he goes on to say, I am active and alert, watching over my word to perform it. So when we speak, 
all of heaven stands waiting to bring our words to pass. Okay, pastor. So you're saying that I should be able to say something and things should start happening. But what's the catch? Well, turn over to Psalm 103. Psalm 103. Because there is some fine print there. Psalm 103. And when you get there, look at verse 20. Psalm 103, verse 20. And I'm reading this from the King James Version. He says, bless the Lord, ye his angels, that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of his words. See, the catch is, it matters what you say. Notice what God said. He put his word in your mouth. And that he watches over his word to perform it. And here it says that the angels do his commandments. Harking unto the voice of his word. So they're waiting for you to issue one of his commands. So it matters what you say. The Bible says the power of life and death are in the tongue. And that when we speak, we should speak as oracles of God. As if God himself were speaking. Because angels don't just respond to any command. They respond to royal decrees. See, watch this. See, if God has made us in his image and his likeness, and when once we're saved, he made Jesus, who knew no sin, to become sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God. And he's hidden us in Christ. So when he looks at us, he sees Christ. Oh, you better catch this. When he looks at us, he sees Christ. And he's put his word in our mouth. So if we look like Christ... And we're speaking his word. And we speak with his authority. The angels don't know the difference. Because his spirit is in us. So if I speak out of his authority, his words, and I look like him, then guess what? They're going to respond to me the same way they respond to him. And if to God I look just like Jesus and I'm saying the very things that he gave me to say and I'm saying them with the same authority then to him I look just like Jesus. So God will respond to me the same way he did to Jesus. But once again, they don't respond to any command. They respond to royal decrees. Okay. Pastor, what's the difference between a decree and everything else we say? Well, I told you a decree is an official command issued by a legal governmental authority that cannot be denied. And what makes it official is the signature, the name of the person who authorized it, and, or had the authority to issue the command. Uh, let me help you see this. Go over to Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10. Are we going somewhere? Luke chapter 10, beginning at verse 19. Luke chapter 10, beginning at verse 19. 
Here he says, behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. The Amplified Bible reads a little different. He says, behold, I have given you authority and power to trample upon serpents and scorpions and physical and mental strength and ability over all the power the enemy possesses and nothing shall in any way harm you. Here Jesus declares, he is the one who has authorized us to do everything we need to do. Somebody type in the comments, we've been delegated with authority. See, he has delegated authority to us. Now, I told you that word authority is translated in some versions as power, but it comes from the Greek word exousia, which means delegated influence, power, right, or strength. In other words, we now have the right to command control or determine or wield the very power of heaven. We can even determine what the enemy can and cannot do because Jesus said so. But in order to do so, you must have faith in the authority you have been given. Otherwise it won't do you any good. Let me show you what I'm talking about. Go over to Mark chapter 16. Mark chapter 16. Mark chapter 16. And I'm going to read this from the New King James Version. In verse 17, it says, And these signs will follow those who believe. See, so in order for a decree to be valid for a command to be effective. I've got to believe I have the authority to issue it. He says these signs, the impact, the influence, the effects shall be evident if you believe you have the ability to issue it in the first place. Look at what he says. He says, in my name, they will cast out demons. He said, you can imply that in my name goes in front of each one of these. In my name, they will cast out demons. In my name, they will speak with new tongues. In my name, they will take up serpents. In my name, if they drink any deadly thing, it will not hurt. It will by no means hurt them. In my name, they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. See, why is that? Because they are authorized by me to do so. See, when we believe we've been authorized, we'll begin to operate in his name. We'll pray in his name will lay hands in his name and issue decrees in his name. Everything we do will have his signature on it. Why? Because the Bible says in him, I live, move and have my being. Everything I do, I do it in the name of Jesus. Watch this. Y'all remember when uh, David was standing against Goliath? And David is this little young boy and the whole entire army of Israel is cowering because of this one man, this giant who's standing out here taunting them, talking trash. Like, come on out here. He has punked the entire army of Israel. He like, 
Come on, come get it. What y'all want? And they over there with their swords and spears, hiding behind their shields, shaking. And David comes out here with a couple of rocks in his hand and a slingshot. And Goliath looks at him and starts laughing like, boy, what you doing? He said, am I some kind of dog that you come out here with some rocks and some sticks? And David says to him, you come out here with swords and spears. He said, but I come in the name of the most high God. He says, see, yeah, you come out here with, 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 with your weapons he said, but all I need is the authority. Mm. He said, I come operating in authority. He said, see, because you come trying to tout your might and your power. He said, but my authority trumps power. He said, because my authority gives me the ability to command, to wield the very power of heaven. He said, and I operate in authority because I believe I have been authorized. Oh, y'all got to see it. Y'all remember when Samuel came to the house and picked out all of the, they, uh, Jesse's sons. He, he went through all of them. He said, no, that ain't him. That ain't him. That ain't him. That ain't him. He said, uh, is there any more? He said, yeah, it's the little, the, you know, the little young boy. You know, he out there with the sheep, you know. He, you know, the, you know, the little soft one. You know, he always out there playing music to the, to the animals and everything. He said, no, go, go get him. And Samuel said, yeah, that's him. And pulled the oil on his head. See, he had been selected. He had been anointed. He had been endued with power. He had been authorized by God. And David believed it. See, his brothers that were bigger, stronger, had more physical power, were out there scared like everybody else. They were like, David, what you doing? Get back, man, get back. That boy gonna kill you. David said, you don't even understand what I'm doing. You don't understand how I operate. He said, because I'm not going out here in my own strength. I'm going out here in my authority. I have been authorized to do this. See, when you believe you've been authorized, you begin to operate in his name. I told you, you'll pray, you'll lay hands, you'll issue decrees in his name. Everything you do will have his signature on it. As a matter of fact, go over to John chapter 16. John chapter 16. Oh, I pray this blessing somebody today. I hope you're getting a hold of this. John chapter 16. And look at verse 23. He says, in that day, this is Jesus talking. He says, in that day, you will ask me nothing. Mm. Watch this. In that day, you will ask me nothing. He said, in other words, you'll get to the point when you recognize you've been authorized, you won't ask me anything. Watch this. Watch this now. Watch this now. Oh, you better get it. Watch this now. Watch this now. See, if I authorize somebody, oh, I need y'all to catch this. Check this out. If I authorized you to come into my yard and to get my car, I gave you the keys and I told you you could come get it. If you believe that you have been authorized by me to come get my car, you wouldn't come knock on the door and go, um, Pastor Stephanie, uh, is it okay if I take the car? 
You wouldn't come and tell Courtney, uh, Courtney, uh, um, it, it, uh, 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 your dad said that I could, I could borrow the car. You would pull up, take the fob, get in the car, crank it up, and pull out. You wouldn't call me and say, hey, hey Pastor, um, I'm out here, I'm coming to get the car. See, if you believe you were authorized, you wouldn't ask me. You would simply access what you've been authorized to access. Jesus said in that day, the day you believe it, he said, you will ask me nothing. He said, most surely I say to you, whatever you ask, the Father, in my name, he'll give you. He said, as a matter of fact, because you've been authorized, he says, anything that you ask the Father that has proper authorization, anything I have authorized you to have access to, all you've got to do is go to my father with the proper authorization and he'll give it to you. He said, you don't even realize the kind of access you have. He said, I say to you, whatever you ask the father in my name, He'll give you. He says, until now, you have asked nothing in my name. He says, see, up until this point, you have not tried to access anything with my authorization. He said, but ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. Here Jesus explains to his disciples how to operate in delegated authority. That word ask, that English word ask in the New Testament is the Greek word ITO, which occurs 71 times. And the actual translation is to demand something that is due. It does not mean to beg like we try to make it seem, but it means to command. See, there is power in a royal decree. See, we have the power to command, to request with authority that which is due, something we have a right to. Watch this. See, there's a difference between begging for something, wondering whether or not you're going to get it. Mm. Oh, let me help you. See, it's one thing when you go in the bank and you are applying for a loan. See, when you go in the bank and you apply for a loan, then now you're waiting to see if you're going to be approved. The question is whether or not they will favor you and give you their approval. And so now you're sitting in that state wondering how this is going to go. And so you come with a low disposition because you're desiring their favor. You want them to look favorably upon you to give you something that you may or may not actually deserve. But when you make a withdrawal from the bank, 
depending on what's going on, whether or not you're in a hurry, whether or not you've had a bad day or not, you may not even be polite about it. Because you are requesting with authority something that is due. You are placing a demand because you have been authorized. See, that's the difference. When you make a decree, you are placing a demand on the powers and the resources of heaven because you know that you've already been authorized. Go over to John 14. John 14. Mm. Look at verse 13. Here, Jesus says, whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. He said, whatever it is that you demand that has been authorized, he says, I'll make sure that it takes place. He said, because this glorifies the father. How does it glorify the father? Because Jesus said, I keep my word. He says, if you ask anything in my name, I'll do it. So anything that has been authorized. See the key to authority is the name of the king. And the name Jesus in Hebrew literally means Yahweh or the Lord is our avenger, defender, deliverer, helper, preserver, rescuer, source of victory or safety. Yahweh is our savior. So what has been authorized? Our vengeance has been authorized. Our defense has been authorized. Our deliverance has been authorized. Our help has been authorized. Preservation has been authorized. Rescue has been authorized. Our victory, our safety has been authorized. All these things have been authorized simply by his name. See, salvation has been authorized by his name. But you won't walk in the authority that comes with his name until you believe it. See, what you call someone says a lot about your relationship. So when he asked the disciples, who do you say that I am? He knew their answer could be the difference between religion and relationship. Between his word becoming something they said they believed or what they really believed. Because it's not just enough to say his name. You've got to know who he is. Go back to Matthew chapter 16. Matthew chapter 16. And look at verse 15, 18 again. He says, and I also say to you that you are Peter and on this rock, this revelation of who I am, I will build, establish my church. See that word Yahweh is made up of three words. Yeah which means he will be Hove being means being and Haya, which means he was in other words, the God who was and is and is to come. 
So he is the God who stands in your presence, contradicts your past by declaring your future. And that's who authorized your command. See, it's all in the name. Watch this. Go over to Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2. See, the key is you have to get to the place where you recognize what your authority actually means before you can walk in it. See, when you say you've been delegated with authority, See, watch this. When we do wedding ceremonies, uh, one of the things that you say, you know, by the power vested in me by the state of Virginia. You know, some people may be impressed by that, but that really don't impress me, you know. Because that's not really where the power is. The power is in the name of Jesus. Oh, watch this. Philippians 2, look at verse 9. says, Therefore God also has highly exalted him and given him the name, which is also above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God, the Father. Somebody type in the comment. There is power in the name. Watch this. Go over to Romans chapter 5. Oh, I'm trying to help y'all get this today. Look at verse 17. Here Paul says, and I'm reading this from the Amplified Version. Paul says, for if because of one man's trespass, lapse, offense, death reign through that one, much more surely will those who receive God's overflowing grace, unmerited favor, and free gift of righteousness putting them into right standing with him, reign as kings through the one man, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one. See, that's why Peter reminds us to praise God that we bear his name. See, they call us Christians because we carry his signature and seal, the Holy Spirit which signifies the authority of the king. So we have the authority to reign through his name. Oh, I wish y'all would catch it. Go over to Acts chapter 19. A couple of more scriptures and I'm going to let you go. I promise. Acts chapter 19. Acts chapter 19. And look at verse 13. Here it says, Then some of the itinerant Jews, exorcists, took it upon themselves to call the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits, saying, We exorcise you by the Jesus whom Paul preaches. See, I told you it was significant when he asked the question, who do you say that I am? I told you, you have to know that he is who God said, that God is who he says he is and that you are who he says he is and that you can do what he says you can do. See, because if he's not who he says you, he is, then you aren't who he says you are and you can't do what he says you can do. See, everything that you've been authorized comes from the fact that he had the authority to delegate 
it to you. But look at what it says about them. It says they took it upon themselves. See, they had not been authorized. They tried to take the authority upon themselves. They said, we exercise you by the Jesus whom Paul preaches. See, Paul knew Jesus for himself. Somebody type in the comments, you better get to know him for yourself. He says, also, there were seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish chief priest who did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus, I know. And Paul, I know. But who are you? Then the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them, overpowered them, and prevailed against them so that they fled out of the house naked and wounded. The New International Version said he gave them such a beating that they ran out of the house naked and bleeding. I told you, Pastor Tucker's hood translation said he beat the brakes off them. Now, I know you're thinking, but Pastor, but what happened? You just said that there was power in the name. You just said his name carries authority. Well, I tell you, the problem is they took it upon themselves. They did not know who he was. They did not believe he was who God said he was, and they didn't believe they were who he said they were. And they, they could do what he said they could do. See, if you have not been authorized. See, your authority comes from the relationship. I told you, in order to have authority, you must be submitted to authority. And the enemy knows that you don't really believe that you have any authority. And that's why, in order to operate in authority, you first got to receive what Christ says about you. See, that's why we're talking about this because these are fundamental principles of the church that the church has not embraced. It has not grasped and that's why we're not walking in it. Can I prove it to you? Go over to Mark chapter 11, last scripture, Mark chapter 11. And when you get there, look at verse 22. Mark chapter 11, look at verse 22. Here it says, so Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. In other words, you've got to believe that you are who God said you are and that you can do what he said you could do. Verse 23 says, for assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you'll have them. I told you, that word ask literally means to command, to demand what you're due. And Jesus himself said, if you ask anything in my name. So if you demand anything that you do, you're due, if you can find any promise that God made you in the scripture, that means you're due. And so if you make a demand of anything that God promised you in the scripture that is authorized by the name of Jesus, believing that you have the authority to demand it, Jesus said, I'll do it. So if we're going to have the kind of impact and influence that God intended. We've got to learn how to operate in delegated authority. Everything we do has to be done in his name. 
See, we've got to learn to live, move, and have our being in the name of Jesus. See, Bible says everything I do should be to glorify God. So everything I do should be done in his name. See, when I start recognizing that I have the authority to bless, I have the authority to encourage, I have the authority to speak life. I have the authority to tear down, to destroy, to build up, and to plant. Then I'll start walking in that. But I first got to realize that I was... I have been delegated with this authority. And what authorized me to do so is the name of Jesus. Now, if you're listening to this today, you're like, man, this, this, sounds, this sounds powerful. But I don't want to play with it. Well, guess what? You shouldn't. You saw what happened to the sons of Sceva. They got the brakes beat off them. See, because if you don't believe you are who God said you are, that's a problem. And if you're not submitted to his authority, then you are not authorized. The centurion said, I'm a man under authority. Having those in authority under me, what authorizes you is being submitted to authority. So if you want to be authorized, if you want to be delegated with the authority of Christ, then you've got to be one of his. I told you, it says he's the king of kings. So in order to become a king, under the king, you have to submit to the king. And if you're listening to this today, you're like, man, how do I do this? It's not difficult. The Bible says that if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you could be saved. It's just that simple. Because with the mouth, confession is made. And it's with the heart that you believe. So you first got to believe that Jesus loved you enough to die for you. The Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So we've all messed up. We've all messed up. We were born in sin. I showed you in the scripture a few minutes ago. By one man's trespass, all were made sinners. So you didn't even have to do anything. You were born in sin. Simply because of what Adam did. It was already in your DNA. And in order to reverse the curse that was over your life, that caused you to walk in sinful behavior, you had to accept the offer, the sacrifice that was made, the perfect lamb of God. Jesus said, I love you so much, I don't want you to stay on this path. He said, I'm willing to pay the price. I'll give up my life so that they don't have to die. And so if you believe that and you want to accept him, you have to accept him not only as your Savior, but as your Lord. And you want to do that today, pray this prayer with me. Precious God, come into my heart. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. I believe that Jesus gave up his life for me. I believe he died for me. Because he wanted me to live for him. And I want to make him the Lord of my life. I want to accept him as my savior. I give him permission to make my every decision. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Teach me how to live for you. Be my father. Make me your child. If you prayed that prayer, you're now part of the body of Christ, the family of believers. And there's nothing anybody can do to stop you. The next step in your journey is to find a Bible-teaching, Bible-believing church where you can have people who will come alongside you, teach you how to walk this out. And if you're watching this today, you're like, man, this sounds amazing. I'd love to be a part of what you guys are doing. We would love to have you as a part of my church. We're virtual ministry, but we have people who can connect with you virtually. We have uh, a virtual small groups 
Like I said, they do Zoom Bible studies. You have people you can contact that'll pray with you, that'll talk with you, help you along this path. And if you desire that, just go to our website, www.lovemychurch.org. Click contact us. Fill out a connection card. Let us know that you received Christ today and you'd like some assistance. You would like some information. One of our ministers will get in contact with you. They'll give you the next steps on your journey, help you even find a physical church in your area if that's what you desire. But if you want to be a part of us, we will help you connect with us, tell you about all of our ministries, how to get in touch with us, and how to walk this walk out. That's what we're here for. If you just reconnected your life with Christ today, and you just want to rededicate your life, or if you're looking for a church home, you can do the same thing. Go into that website, fill out that connection card. We're here to serve. Secondly, if you've been blessed by this ministry and you want to help us continue to spread the gospel all around the world, click the donate button. Sow a financial seed. You can use Cash App, dollar sign, my church Lynchburg, PayPal.me forward slash my church Lynchburg, or you can use the Givelify app. However you desire to give, know that your gifts are going to help us continue to spread the gospel all over the world. I told you God has given us a mandate to spread this gospel, to make sure that believers everywhere have the tools to live the life that they're supposed to live, that we're able to empower people by giving them the gospel. And we have all kinds of tools available. We have the word at my church on Sunday mornings. We have uh, medicine for the mind on Tuesday evening. My pastor teaches a great substance abuse ministry, substance abuse ministry. And on Tuesday and Thursday morning, we have the Akintunde show, which is a, a lighthearted morning show where we laugh, joke, where we give kingdom perspective about world issues. Then on Thursday evenings, we have a different lineup each week. We've got Women of Worth, which is our women's ministry. We have the Man Cave, which is our men's ministry. We've got Marriage Seer Training, which is our marriage ministry. And then I have a talk show called The Heart of the Pastor, which helps you see men and women of God from a different perspective. And so we just have all these different ministries available to help you walk this thing out. And we're on every platform, just about every streaming platform available. We're on Roku, Firestick, Apple TV. And now we're even on Google TV and Android TV because God is expanding our territory. We're also on Apple phones and Android phones and even on the web platform. So there's no excuse for you not to get the word. We've made it all available for you. And if you want to help us do this, take this gospel to the world, donate because this is a, this is a great work to sow into. So we believe God for that. And we're thanking you for that in advance. But thirdly, make sure you share this word with somebody you know who needs it, because I know you know somebody who needs this word. God bless you. We thank you. We love you. And thanks for watching the word at my church. Come back and see us again on next time and stay tuned for our announcements. God bless you. I'm Pastor Tuck. See you again on next time. At my church, we help people get better by teaching them how the word works. And we want to make sure there is no excuse not to get the word. It's our goal to make all of our ministries accessible on every smartphone, tablet, PC, and television connected to the internet. So whether you're a man who needs some wisdom, a woman who needs some encouragement, or a couple who needs guidance, the My Church channel has just what you need. Simply search for the My Church channel on Roku, Firestick, or Apple TV, or visit mychurchchannel.org. You can also download the My Church On The Go app from Apple, or Google Play App Store. Constantly on the move? Check out the Word at My Church podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Or simply download the Word at My Church skill on your Alexa-enabled device. But whatever you do, make sure to stay connected. See you soon.